Welcome to Myths, Legends, Folklore, and Tall Tales, the podcast that's a little hit and myth. I am your host, Lancelot Chaubert, over at lancelot.nyc. I would encourage you to go um, to uh, lancelot.nyc to pick up a free copy of the ebook on how myths uh, saved me from suicide by giving me uh, meaning and bliss, and maybe you'll get a little bit of meaning and a little bit of bliss out of your own life uh, from encountering some of these stories. Uh, I've got my friend, my good friend, longtime friend, Colby, on the phone. You there, Colby? I'm here. Okay, we're going to try something that we haven't tried before, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what happens if I call one of my friends and just ask them to tell a myth, a legend, a f- uh, folk tale, piece of folklore, or a tall tale. You got something, Colby? What, what story are you going to tell us? I'm going to tell you stories of the swamp. All right, here we go. The Stories of the Swamp by Colby. Here we go. Well, I live in Missouri, in southeast Missouri. Some people call it Swamp East Missouri. That's because the humidity is about 100% all the time. That means in the summer, it gets really hot and it gets muggy. And, uh... That's where the term swamp butt comes from. It just feels like that all over your body all the time. And it smells about the same, too. And mosquitoes are really bad. Now, mosquitoes, maybe they're attracted to humidity. Maybe they, you know, thrive around the river. We're in kind of like the northern Mississippi Delta. So it starts to get low. starts to get muggy. There's a lot of silt from the, the meandering of the Mississippi over the last several hundred or thousand years. But yeah, the mosquitoes are here. And they're bad. You gotta keep your yard mowed all the time. You gotta spray. There's little trucks that go around that the city owns. You can hear them at night. There's little pickup trucks with a big contraption just blowing out dust in the air. And it sounds like like a giant cicada slowly crawling down the street spraying its dust in the air. But an old legend has it that the mosquitoes were actually brought here see long ago there was a debate what are we going to do with the swamp land now some people have thought about maybe we could clear it all out maybe we could farm here we could log it make a bunch of money one guy said we could turn that into the area of the country where we grow all of our meat from bringing in hippopotami and having hippopotamus farms, slaughterhouses only for hippopotamus. That would have totally changed the way we shop in our grocery stores now. But there was this man. He didn't have a name. Uh, He was sort of like the Pied Piper of the time. They they called upon him to use his charm. Now, every time this guy entered a room, or when he went to one of these meetings in the town hall to decide what they were going to do with the swamp, women would have to fan their faces, their necks a little bit. Men, as they were speaking, would pull out their handkerchief from their breast pocket, and you'd see them dabbing their red faces above their mustaches. Because this guy was in the room. Now, he wasn't particularly good-looking, although he was very handsome. He wasn't particularly...
particularly charming, although it was like whiskey dripping off his tongue all the time. There was some total package this guy had. Now, people would fall in love with this guy, or, or they'd be just infatuated with him. People would want him to be their best friend. They'd believe whatever he talked about. They'd go into business deals with him. But once you got to know him really well, once you spent a lot of time around him, something about it just felt wrong. You see, the thing was, this guy had the original lure of the swamp. There's something about the swamp that pulls you in. Just like the sinking of your feet in the quicksand or the way an alligator or a crocodile, depending on which continent you're in, kind of slowly moves across and then submerges beneath the surface. That's the original lure of the swamp. It didn't belong to the swamp. See, it belonged to this guy and to his family, his kin. It was passed down to him. So enough women got to know this guy. And they came up with a plan. Usually the best plans are hatched by women, come to find out. They said, now, girls, I don't want to say anything out of turn. I'm a lady. But you know what I'm talking about? And somebody else would be like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know that man just as well as you do. He's got this charm. Maybe we can put that to use. At the same time, each one of them held a grudge, and they wanted to get rid of the fella. They wanted some harm to become him, because he, in turn, had passed each one of them off for the next one. Not a good way to treat a lady. So anyway, they hatch this plan. They make this guy feel like he is so important, just like he made them feel. They give him a title. They give him a position in the town. They give him a stipend for his troubles. They promote him king of the swamp. And all he has to do is find the mosquito daddy who lives deep inside the swamp. And he has to charm him and ask him, what do the creatures of the swamp want us to do with this land? We could put it to great use. We could get rid of it completely and make ourselves rich and make this land usable again. But what do you want us to do? Because we want to work together with the creatures in this new world. So he agreed. He was kind of a vain guy. He thought, I'm really important. I'm going to save America. So he went deep into the Delta. No man had ever been that deep. He went way out in the swamp in his little boat. It took a long time. You can't go too fast. You can't row too deep. Or might get caught on something. You got to row shallow. Now he's out there and he's prepping himself. He's like, man, I can put the charm on anybody. When I meet Mosquito Daddy, he's not going to be able to tell me no. And so he started using his allure. He started putting it out there. He started holding himself a certain way that he did. He got that look in his eye. He looked at you kind of from a 45-degree angle. 
He got his smirk going. The thing is, Mosquito Daddy doesn't exist. What does exist in the swamp and in southeast Missouri are a zillion actual mosquitoes. His lure rounded them all up. Now, see, these people wanted to live near the swamp, but not in it. But the mosquitoes were so bad, it was hard to even live there. They sent this man way out in the middle of the swamp, caused him to attract as many mosquitoes to him as he could. And even though there are still lots of mosquitoes here today, it is only livable because they tricked this man. Most mosquitoes went out in the swamps. Laid eggs, hatched, had happy lives, I'm sure, eating this dude to death. But he never returned. As a result, we can live here near the swamps. Put up with a few mosquitoes. And not a whole cloud full. That's the end of that story. That's great. That's great. What'd you call it again? That was a Legend of the Swamp. Legend of the Swamp by Colby. This has been uh, Myths, Legends, Folklore, and Tall Tales, uh, the podcast that's a little hit and myth. I am your host, Lancelot Showbear, over at lancelot.nyc. I encourage you to pick up a copy of that free ebook, just, you know, on how myths save me from suicide by giving me meaning and bliss. Uh, you know, subscribe to this podcast, rate it, even if you hate it. And, uh, the music from this podcast comes from my forthcoming album, All Who Wander, which was produced by the fabulous Robbie Klein.